Welcome to Voices. My name is Ian Hunter, and I talk to people. Joining me today is the multifaceted Miss Jana Welch, singer, songwriter, dancer, actress, and much, much more. We chat about the energy of cities, life, music, movies, and many other cool things. Stick around. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to kick off this podcast by asking you first and foremost what your your darkest, deepest demons are from your dreams. And oh, good. No, good, I'm not gonna do good. that. I'm the teasing you. You asked me not. The shadow to, people time. <laughs> you asked me not to ask you stuff like that. So, how's ask it going? Away. It's good. It's a beautiful day in the yeah. neighborhood. That's me, Diana. That's me. Come va? Oh God! Stanno tutti bene. The familia, tu mama in New York, Brooklyn. Yes, yeah. See, you know more than I already do. Certo. Yeah. Oh, you don't speak the lingo. Very, very little. That's okay. Yeah, I'm not that cool. Well, I'm sure you were spoken to as a baby, and it's in your mind. Oh yeah. Somewhere. I can sing it for sure. How long have you been in Memphis? Um, so I grew up here. Um. And I went back and forth to New York between like 2018, 2019. So I've yeah. officially been back in Memphis since July 3rd of 2019. So I've been here for a couple of years now. So be 2019 BC, they mm -hmm, say, mm -hmm. before COVID. Before the COVID. Before Corona. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. You are a dancer, actress. I am. I singer, Jill of all professions. Yeah, absolutely. That is beautiful. I like the art stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you have an incredible voice. Thank you. Um, what's your latest thing? You have an EP out or something? I have an EP out that I recorded at Royal Studios about a year ago. Um, it's got five songs on it, and I just cut two songs with my trio band, which include me, J.D. Westmoreland, and Graham Winchester at Sun Studios, and hopefully that will be mastered and mixed soon, and we have a little music video coming out with it, and we're hoping to go on tour across the country with it, so... Awesome. Be on the lookout. You have a music video? Who made it or who directed it? Um, it's not like a music video. I forgot. I can't remember her name to save my life right now. But I met her um, through Crockett, who is one of the sound engineers at Sun Studios and Graham. And uh, she came in and filmed the whole process. And what we're going to do is overlay both of the songs mm -hmm. over the, the tapage, if you will. Awesome. I want you to give me a vocal lesson at some point during this interview because oh, one of my goals with this podcast is to sort of come out of my, my, my lower range, as it were. Okay. I mean, I know you can use a lower range and that's True. fine, but I, uh, I know nothing about teaching someone because you were not traditionally taught yourself, right? You just kind of yeah, I, came into it. Yeah. I sang in church. I sang in school. I was in choir. You know, I just, I liked to sing. I used to sing in the car with my mom when I was really, really little to like the stuff that was on the radio in the early 2000s, you know, yeah. like Dan No Doubt and stuff like that. Yeah. But I never have had any training outside of, I guess the only training I've had is being involved in shows was my training. Okay. So I kind of learned how to sight read. I learned how to, you know, uh, sing and like i said sight read um i'm still not that great at it but i try my best awesome what shows have you been in oh god um i was in the adams family i've been in into the woods i've been in sideshow i've been in 42nd street i've been in heather's the musical I've been in, in new york no this was all here in town the stuff i'm saying really okay at theater, so memphis theater memphis and playhouse and circuit playhouse um, up in New York, I was in a show called This Way to Broadway, which was uh, with a guy named Tommy Redder, who's a tap dance instructor for all those kids that are on Broadway. Uh, Tony Danza was involved in that, and that was super cool when I was like 14. Uh, but you, yeah. worked, you worked with Tony Danza? Right? Yeah, he was part of that little production. It was super cool for me. And like all the kids that were in Dance Moms were involved in that. And Abby Lou Miller was there and thought I was good. So at 14, I was like, this is great, you know. Awesome. So it was at an off-Broadway Yeah, it was thing. an off-Broadway theater. I don't remember the name of the theater, but it was small, and I don't 
I kind of block everything out. So what was the show that Tony had up there for a long time? It was, uh, uh, shoot. Or were there several? It was the one he was involved in was honeymoon in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. That was the one he was working on. Awesome. So you found your way here or your father's from Memphis. So my father was born in middle Tennessee and moved here to go to the Memphis college of art. And then my mom, like I said, she grew up in Brooklyn in Bay Ridge. She came down here because her brother had the Memphis scenic company I was talking about with you. And I think Mm -hmm. her mother was from around this area. And so she grew up coming here in the summers, but she moved down here, I guess in her thirties and then my father and the rest is history. And here I am. (laughs) Yep. I lived in New York. They're so different, aren't they? (laughs) Oh man. I love New York. I don't want to live there, but I do love the hustle and bustle. And I love that nobody cares. Yeah. You know, you could be acting like a crazy person and everyone's like, "Mm, whatever. Yeah. And culturally it's just so different. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. You can kind of get away with being, you know, there's that thing about people assuming that Northeasterners are rude. Right. Um, I think in my experience, they may just be normal because they're just transparent. They're open with their emotions and here, Maybe they're considered rude by people who are not a part of that. You know, they're just like if you're more from a more conservative area of the country. Absolutely. um, Well, don't say yes, ma'am, to anybody up in New York. They're like, I'm not a man. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. There's something to that. Just being open with people. Oh, yeah. Even if it's flicking them off or telling them off in traffic or something. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite New York stories was it was right before I came back down here in 2019. A friend of mine came to visit me. And uh, he'd never been to New York. And we were on the subway going to the Natural History Museum. And some guy was, like, acting crazy on the thing, like, trying to mess with me. And I just turned around. I was like, a bird in the hands worth two in the bush. (laughs) He was like, what? And I was like, my envelope is full of applesauce. Mm-hmm. And it, he just stopped. And I was like, you don't want to get married? No? Okay. Yeah. You know, and my, my friend at the time was like, what did you just do? And Counter I'm like, psychology. Oh, yeah. Very good at that up in New York. <laughs> yeah. And, and he probably just rolled with it. He was right? mortified. He was like, what just happened? And I was like, forget about it. It's fine. It just saved you. <laughs> yeah. I've had plenty of, of uh, Memphis friends come visit me in New York who had never been there. And it was just definitely a, a shift. Oh, yeah. In pace. And, oh, uh, yeah. Everything just the whole the whole energy of the place and i tell people all the time when they go up there who are from here they're like oh, i want to go to new york I want to go to times square i'm like don't go to times square it's awful and i'm like if you are gonna go make sure all of your belongings are on you yeah. in a way where if someone goes for it you know they can right. smell that stuff from a mile away they can smell someone from memphis they know oh, they well, know I'm, cookie monster knows dude well, I mean, elmo knows <laughs> they must be smelling some authentic ass people absolutely absolutely it's not like people from la or Mm -mm. tourists or something Mm -mm. but uh yeah the whole mechanism of the city and it was funny to watch them because they've never been in a mega city like Mm -hmm. that so how how they your brain kicks it you do naturally as a human navigate people but the way you have to navigate people in new york especially in the subway oh yeah like everyone's at their own pace oh yeah anything goes yeah i miss it but Memphis is a good city. I love Memphis. All roads lead to Memphis. I do right? love Memphis. It yes, has its moments. <laughs> it does. And such music history and music heritage. Oh, man. It's just a, you the, know. The music here that's come out of here is just impeccable. It's history. It's classic. You know, I, something that I thought was really cool is I'm a big Al Green fan, like many other people here mm-hmm. in town. And I remember when I was recording my EP, Boo was like, that's Al Green's microphone you're singing into. And I was like, oh, that's the coolest thing that's ever happened in my life. I thought it was so cool. Just little things like that are like, you know, going to Hernando's hideaway and someone being like, Jay Lee Lewis used to play here. And I'm like, oh, I love Jay Lee Lewis. It's yeah. the coolest thing ever, you know, yep. going to Graceland, going to Sun Studios, all those things have been such a blessing. Yeah. So that room at Sun just has so much so energy cool. in it. Oh, it? man, it's spooky. <laughs> it's very spooky. And then to go in there and actually record your your time you know your yeah, stuff it was very cool that was a really fun night i got there and i was very nervous and we were cutting two of uh jd's original tunes that he's already released with another band called the rumpke mountain boys and they're out of cincinnati it's a touring band he's involved with yeah uh and i was nervous because i just wanted to do his songs justice and he was just like do it the way you do it i was like all right but the experience for me is like i've only been in the studio a couple of times and i'm getting 
progressively more comfortable with it. But that was just a really good night full of giggles and funny things. I'm sure the video has just got us doing stupid things on each other. That's okay. <laughs> it, was, it was stupid fun, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. How would you classify your music or your style? Um, I think what I'm putting out right now is... This is so stupid because I don't even know how to classify it. But my bio on my Spotify is like soulful Americana folky bluegrass with a psychedelic flair. And I think the psychedelic flair comes from just my mentality and maybe the way I dress on stage more than, you know, being like, we're going to jam. But, you know, if jamming happens, it happens. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking alt folk for some reason. Is that uh, alt folk? Is that a thing? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Not to put you in a box or anything. Labels aren't cool. Yeah, labels anyway. are boring. What does that I, mean? I don't. I don't know. I play everything. I sing everything. I kind of like I said. I mean, I was doing theater and stuff. I've only. I'm very new to the music thing. Really? It's only three years I've been doing mm-hmm. this. So dance and acting, acting and singing and doing commercials and film and stuff like that. That's what it. I'm used to. Yeah, me too. I've, I was uh, have the music in me. It's just uh, that didn't happen until much later. I was more in the you know, the stage and yeah. film stuff. And Have you performed here? I think we've all cut our teeth at Theater Memphis to some degree. Mm-hmm. I was in West Side Story. I was in... Uh, Stop. Um, when was that? West Side Story, when did they do that? Midsummer Night's Dream. They did that a while ago. That like was 2012 oh, or like 90s? Like 08. 08. Kind of thing, yeah. Who directed that? Mitzi? Yes. You know her? Yes, I know yeah. of Mitzi. She... I think she did like a chorus line in New York. She had a bunch of stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I do love theater Memphis. I'm so glad they just had that big renovation about a year ago. Do you know about that? Yes. I have not stepped foot in there to look at that. I haven't either. Absolutely. I mean, they did. I, I love how fun and rough theater Memphis is in the back, but it's very nice to know that everything's clean and proper now redo the theater and the seats everything, and everything in everything. the shop even the shop back there i'm assuming so i hope okay. jack has a nice new shop that'd be nice yeah i have a brick there apparently with my name on it I haven't bet. seen it i bet spent like eight years of my life doing i know that. <laughs> it's it's a great theater oh it's it? great i mean i guess it's technically community theater it is community theater you know not really paid but nope. it's okay it's make, professional. I've though. always made the running joke of they're not paying us. We get a free Lenny sandwich on a Saturday. Oh my gosh. Um, which is so worth it. And it's the best sandwich you've ever eaten because you're, you know, tech weeking it for a week and you're starving like yeah. an animal. Right. Um, but I love, I love Theater Memphis. I miss Theater Memphis very much. I haven't done a show here in town since 2019 and it was at Playhouse. So did you shift more into music because of the COVID situation? Yeah, I did. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was in a really weird transition period in my life, like trying to get an apartment and I didn't have a car and I was just like, what am I going to do with myself? And now we we can't get near each other without apparently getting each other sick. And it was a weird time. It was a very weird time. And I just moved in with my best friend and he went to go stay with his partner. So I ended up being alone a lot of the time and just trying to get my stuff together and work and all those things. And I was like, I met my boyfriend and I was like, I, I used to play instruments, kind of, in mm-hmm. band. I played flute and drums and flautist. piano. Yeah, flautist. And uh, he plays guitar. And I didn't even know how to hold a guitar like three years ago, like at all. I was mystified. I was like, how am I supposed to do this? You know, I always think about Dolly Parton. And we know what Dolly Parton looks like. I'm like, how does she have nine-inch nails yeah. and the body she has? And she plays guitar like she does because i can't play with any nails on my finger probably somebody else playing all these years probably it's like a vanilla situation it's a lie it's all a lie it's fugazi everybody was too busy staring at her at her body her eyes her eyeballs hair yep the big old wig listening to that east tennessee accent oh yeah she's nice she's great did you know she has a casino uh, slot machine stop at Southland across the river there. No, I've only been to Southland once. Speaking I, of renovations, they just reopened. They um, did. They have a hotel. Yeah. They had a fancy. dolly. It was a dolly thing. And my, my bandmate would always go to her because that was his, his lucky, lucky lucky slot. Lucky, lucky. Yep. I he, went to Southland on my 21st birthday and won 25 cents. Beautiful. Yep. You're now 22. I am. With a bright future ahead of you. So I hope so. And you've done so much so far. So that's a I good sign. I have done a lot, I feel like. And th- what's weird is I 
I have a resume to show that I've done things, but none of it matters because it happened in the past. So I'm only looking forward. So right now it's like I have nothing outside of like a gig that's already booked in the next upcoming month or well, so. I'm glad to have a sit down with you before you're discovered. And all oh man, that. that'd be cool, wouldn't it? But you know, remember when? <laughs> even you know, in my in my history of of observing that sort of thing in Memphis, even when you have quote unquote made it, people pretty much stick around and they're just as normal and humble, you know? Absolutely. I think that's uh, super important. Um, you know, let's, you know, here's an example. Talk about someone like someone who's a stereotypical pretty person, right? Male or female, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Jana. Yeah. Me? No. Um, Don't cross me on the subway. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you I have applesauce in an envelope. Oh um, when you get to know people, like someone could be so physically attractive and wonderful, but then they open their mouth and they happen to be the ugliest person on the planet. I think people who walk around who are like, I'm hot shit and think they, you know, own something or the most talented person in the world end up being not really that talented and have an ugly inside and it ruins the whole thing where it's like, I'm a very team player type person. Like I'm all about like bonding and working together and supporting everybody, no matter what level they're on, because we're all just trying to do the same thing, which is create something. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wouldn't say that's a Memphis mindset, but there's definitely an energy here that you don't see in other music. That's why I love certain it. Certain other music cities to that's the east. That's why I love uh, it. Everybody's super tight. Yeah. Everybody's super supportive, wants to be part of everybody's project, you know? Yeah. And people who are of all levels and exposure and, and you know, uh, success and we're really all just doing the same thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Regardless. So just trying to make music in some form or fashion. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Anything other than music? I like to paint. I like to draw. Um, I do love to dance. I haven't really tapped into that in a long time. Um, I like to read. I love horror movies. Yeah? You know, I'm a big horror movie Did buff. you see the uh, Crosstown Theater slate? I saw. Oh, I'm going to see did. The Shining. I would to love that. to see The Shining. The Shining's so good. You should pop in. It's one of my favorites. And like, Actually, I'm doing a um, Halloween podcast that day and then cool. going to see The Shining. Very cool. Because that's... What date is that? Is it Halloween? Uh-uh. Day prior. It will be airing on Halloween okay. and people will, will be led to believe that it was posted and recorded on Absolutely. Halloween. But I think I you'd, gave have the the, away. you'd have to check the schedule that's on right. the Crosstown uh, Theater. That's right. I really um, would love to see a scary movie, like an older one, on the big screen somewhere. I think that would be great. Because, like, again, I'm, like, super weird into horror movies because yeah. it's not just, like, oh, I like scary stuff. It's, like, I like the makeup aspect. Uh-huh. That's why I think horror movies are trash nowadays because it's all CGI. I know. Very quick, jumpy, loud music where it's, like, American Werewolf in London. They spent hours upon hours upon hours yes. making the transformation scene that's 15 seconds long. Yeah, I can vouch for that as someone whose parents let him a little kid watch that. Oh, um, yeah. I wasn't, like, scarred or anything, but it was... It was definitely affecting. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's why the rare time when a really good horror film comes out, which acts upon your, your psyche mm. instead of just showing you everything. Mm-hmm. You know, those psychological You ever thrillers. seen Magic? I don't think so. Magic has Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret in it. As an older film? It's an older film. I should know that. It's, it's probably late. 80s. Don't hate me, but I still have not seen Donnie Darko. It's not worth it. Oh, you're not into it's it? It's trash. You think so? It's too like PC meta cult crap. Turn, but it turned me. cult though. So. It's not for me. Hmm. Not for me. Jake Gyllenhaal's great or whatever, but yeah. no, it's not for me. The first Blair Witch. Trash. Hmm. It's just a bunch of kids running around with a, you know, snotty nose and a camera, and it's like Rosemary's Baby. Lovely, wonderful. The book's great too. Shining. Shining's wonderful. That's yeah. the. You know what scared me the most in The Shining, the which is is. The fog's great. The original. Yeah. Well, I guess they remade it in the 80s after the And then they 50s. they made The Mist, you know. The <laughs> fog, you The Mist, all the things. I've seen all well, of it. Well, The Mist was a uh, Stephen King. Yes, it was. By Frank Darabont, who mm-hmm. made the great Shawshank Redemption and... It's a great movie. The Green Mile. So I think he's the Love only Green director have, to have done three uh, King adaptations, mm-hmm. if I I'm not mistaken. just watched Shawshank for the first time like last yeah. month. That's a commitment. That's like a marathon movie. Very good, though. I was yeah. super invested. I've watched The Green Mile probably a billion times yeah. because I love – what's I can't remember his name, but the guy who's the Louisiana 
<laughs> the mouse. I love mm, him. You know he's from Memphis, right? He is. Yeah. He was also Mr. Noodle on Sesame Street. Yes. And I Sadly love me some Mr. Noodle. Derek mm-hmm. Jeter. Uh, Mike Jeter. Mike Jeter. Derek name. Jeter's a baseball player. Yeah, I didn't learn until <laughs> later that Mike has had like a history at Playhouse on the Square. Absolutely. And he came up through that. Yeah, I learned about it, that while working at Playhouse. I was like, Mr. Noodle was here? Yeah. Like the inner child was like, oh, Mr. Noodle. It's really cool. I remember seeing the Green Mile on the 85th Malco anniversary. Oh, man. And they screened it at the Orpheum, which was opened as a Malco back in the day. Wow. And uh, they rigged the whole auditorium for... Interesting. The sound was on point, man. I bet. When all those like sparks and things. But it was wonderful. That scene messes me up every time. I hate that man. You hate that character. Like, why are you an asshole? (laughs) But to knock it back a few paces, I interrupted you. You were talking about, we were talking about The Fog or remakes. The Mist. We're talking about Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. The Shining. The psychology of really good horror films versus. Oh, Magic. That's what we were talking about. Um, It's Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret. And I love Anne Margaret. I would love to, like, wear her skin. She's just, like, one of the prettiest women that ever was alive and so talented and just so like nonchalant about everything she was. Yep. She was one of those, one of my favorite interactions is a Johnny Carson interview. And she's like, looks like just like she's about to go to sleep, but she has this beautiful like nightgown on and her makeup done. She has very bedroom eyes and Johnny Carson can't get a word out. Cause he's like, you're just the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And she's just so like, mm, whatever. Yeah. And funny, like mm-hmm. funny as can be. But the movie is about um, Anthony Hopkins is a not doing very well ventriloquist person. And he's going to these small bars and not doing well. And he's very anxious and sweaty and not funny. But the reason it's so psychological and weird and very disturbing if you watch it is he's basically talking to this dummy that he has and it's making him do weird things but it's not like it's not like murder mystery things he's not like going around stabbing people it's nothing like that it's, it's very not, deep it's not his latter years of Mm-mm. animal lecture right it's not that it's not fava beans it's not that at all Clarice. yes oof creepy Jody, I got told I look like Jodie Foster growing up so much. Oh and my I, gosh! You know what? And I, I hate it. Just it. Hit me. I you hate do it. Have that kind of. Aura. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but I'll take it as long as it's not like Nell, like her and Nell. Have you ever seen that? Oh my! Now I'm seeing you. Chick away, chick away. Trying to not see in the you wind. As, trying to. It's awful. Avoid thinking of Taxi Driver. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie though. Robert De Niro is fantastic in that. So good. Yes, but yeah. the whole thing is um, my favorite part of that whole movie is he I forgot the the premise of why but he goes and stays somewhere and it's like a ex-lover and it's Anne margaret and okay, cool. uh he ends up i think like making love to her and then her husband comes home mm-hmm. and there's a really great scene where he's she's talking to him from the cabin he's speaking at and she knows he's watching her husband and she was like, what can I get you in your coffee and blah, 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 blah. And they're, but they're trying to talk to each other and be like, I love you. And that was the most wonderful thing in the whole world. And I'll never forget it. And we have to run away. And he's like, I love cream in my coffee and your breasts belong in the Louvre and you're wonderful. And it's just mm-hmm. so, it's such an intense acting moment when you know that the husband is just sitting there like, and he's like, you know, flannel shirt in his duck yeah. hunting boots type of dude. Uh, super interesting. I definitely recommend it. I'm not doing it justice at all, but it's but it super. Is a horror. It's psychological thriller mm-hmm. horror. Okay. There is a small amount of blood at the end, but it is so creepy. Think Twilight Zone. Think you yeah. know. Have you seen the one with the dummy? Think that. Wow. Like dummies are creepy, but like the acting that Anthony Hopkins does with an yeah. inanimate object. Yep. Is perfect. Twilight Zone. So good. Twilight Zone the movie. So good. 80s, did you see One of my favorite. It's one of my favorite. Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Awesome, and the TV show. Well. But the movie's great. That was cool, the yeah. movie. There was a time in like that era where they would release like episodic movie kind right. of little things, you know. Of course, it was kind of replicating the, the serials of the mm-hmm. 40s and 50s or whatever, but uh, it was really cool. I love Tales from the Dark Side. There used to be a, a channel on like cable called Chiller. Okay. And it showed nothing but horror stuff. Yeah. And that's where I first saw a lot of stuff. But I was I was allowed to watch all the black and white films when I was very, very young. And uh, I always begged and begged and begged. And I'd be like, I want to watch this one. I want to watch Halloween. My mom would be like, no. But first my dad Halloween. would 
totally let me watch stuff on the down low sometime, but if, it, if there was any nudity, I had to look away, or any sex would be, like, immediately sped forward. Yeah. It was very sheltered from that. Yeah, very, very that. sheltered. I mean... But in a healthy manner, in a very parents. healthy manner. Yeah, parents. Yeah. Did you see Hereditary? I did. It was wonderful. Did one you see of, Midsummer? That's, that's one of those rare modern films that, that So work. good. Midsummer. Midsummer. No. Made by the same people, I believe. Um, it's about this group of kids that like goes over to Sweden or Switzerland or something, and they go to the Midsummer Festival group, mm. but they're like a religious group. Yeah. And it's very unsettling, but the best part of that movie is... They eat a lot of psychedelics in this movie, yes. like a lot, and they make the screen look like the beginning of tripping mushrooms or acid or whatever yeah. they're taking. And it's the best I've ever seen. Like, if you're in Loathing in Las Vegas, the carpet scene, like that's whatever. But watch that and tell me it doesn't make you physically feel like you're high. It's like yeah. it's incredible. It's very good. Yeah, films like that, films like It Follows. Yes, just, very uh, good. Kind of a rare games, and it's I think what made them good is they were from first time directors. And, Absolutely. You know, not seasoned horror directors. Right. Not that those guys are. Not, it's not a suck. problem. I mean, Carpenter, <laughs> come on. John Carpenter's great. Uh, I they love. John probably Carpenter. didn't need to remake the thing, but no. Because the one with Kurt Russell is the one. Yeah. That one's the makeup alone on that mm-hmm. is just like impeccable. Yeah. I didn't know you were in a horror film. So cool. I'm super I have to bring this book. My, my mom gave me this book as a kid. It was like Hollywood tricks of the trade. And it shows all those sequences. Um, the guys in the makeup chair with like straws mm-hmm. coming out of their nose. Uh, American Werewolf is yeah. in there. Um, of course, it was movies up to that point, which Absolutely. was like you know, early eighties or whenever she gave me that book, but it have, was you ever, cool. have you ever seen killer clowns from outer space? Of course. It's making a research. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's trash. Do you know, kind of getting local here, but that restaurant that was Iris. Yes, I do. It's in a house mm-hmm. in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Erling Jensen. Yes. So his first restaurant, I believe when he moved to Memphis was in there. Really? And he was dating the mom of my elementary schoolmate. Okay. So we would spend the nights over there on weekends, and he lived upstairs. Very cool. And they had that little castle, like, spires at the house. And uh, he was always very strict at night. We had to um, be quiet and not walk across the hardwood floors because they creaked. <laughs> creaky, creaky, so when creaky, it was creaky. dinner time, it was like he had his clientele downstairs. So we would always pop in a VHS tape of... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I love it. And it's, that little front one. I love there. it. It was cool. It's made a research. It uh, was just something creepy about it. Like the scene where they're all getting out of the car and stuff. It's fantastic. It's, and we were like it's fantastic. 11 watching this it's movie. Fantastic. I saw that when I was pretty young. Uh, it's made a research. I don't know why, but in the last couple of years, like Hollywood Horror Nights in California and Florida have made it a thing. And yeah. now PS4 and Xbox and all those people are making a Killer Clowns video game. And then there's video games. And Spirit Halloween this year has a whole big like section of it and my favorite scene this was one of the of the ideas for halloween so i'm playing a festival in harrodsburg kentucky at terrapin hill farms called snuggleween and halloween night it's the two days prior okay so it's halloweeny and um i was gonna ask you what are you gonna be you're gonna dress up this is i you've put a lot of thought into this i have i really want to dress up i wanted to go as a playboy bunny and then i was like i don't want to be cold and then because i'm i'm spooky i don't like being like i'm cute i'm a bee like or i'm a bunny like i want to but i'm also it's just not the vibe you can play the part for one night yeah it's not the vibe um but so you've seen killer clowns you know the little itty bitty baby clown with the boxing gloves yeah i probably have not seen that since i was there's a a, there's a scene in it where the little baby clown pulls up on a trike to the motorcycle gang yes. and they're all like oh he's cute yeah. his little bike and he's like can i ride your bike and he, he makes like a uh, noise and he breaks his bike that was also creepy that they didn't speak because yeah, they, they were just, aliens mm-mm. right yeah they're aliens and so he the dude picks up his trike and breaks it and he makes a little like noise and cries and then he like disappears for two seconds comes back and has boxing gloves and he's like beating on his head and like ready to go and he's like yeah. what are you gonna do kid knock my block off and he just punches him his head goes flying into a trash can and then he giggles about it it's great but spirit halloween has you know they have like the scary costume like the suit and the mask and then they have the female version and it's like a little dress with like a wig and it's like sexy baby clown i'm like that's awful 
but I would love to do that. I think that'd be fun since I'm playing. I would love to be dressed up somehow as yeah. a clown, but not like a white face, red nose clown, something like more a little creepy maybe, or like arty looking. Yeah. What's equally creepy is that we, apparently we don't even know the history of clowns. Like, Isn't we don't that weird? Know. Isn't that weird? Where did we they come know. from? Mm-mm. I don't like I mean, it. I could be from the stage or theatrical performances? Or? I would think it's so. It's probably like opera? even further back. It's probably something in our ancient history to like scare away Demons. what we use them for today, like masks and things. Absolutely. You know? um, clowns are so cool. I do love the clowns because they're creepy. I never had a problem with them. Like some people no. have serious problems with they clowns. They do. They're very afraid of clowns. And they'll be the person that's like honk, honk, ha, 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 no. like at them. Clown bunny. Yeah, clown bunnies. Yeah, so I'm not sure what I want. I also want to go as like Cheech and Chong, so. <laughs> as both. Yes. I do mean, like a half and half. You can do it. One it's side stash, baby. one side beanie. Just Did you around. ever see uh, Pumpkinhead? Oh, I love okay. Ed Harley. Oh, man. I'm just trying to throw out the most random cinematics. I love Pumpkinhead. I and showed... they made like 40,000 sequels. <laughs> the first one <laughs> is they were it. All, you know, the first one's it. The first one of anything is pretty much it. Isn't that it? scene. They just mess it up when they go anywhere from there. The scene where his little boy gets hurt crushes me every single yeah. time. And I've watched it a billion times. I showed my boyfriend. He'd never seen it. And we yeah. watched it. And he was like, that was great. And I'm like, yeah. And he doesn't like scary movies. I'm just going to keep up bringing up. Do it. So let's see. Seen, have you ever seen a movie called Cellar Dweller? No. Yes. All right. Let's All talk right, about that one. You. It's just something that came on like Cinemax or something huh. as a kid. Cellar Dweller. There's a thing. Sounds that like lives. ghoulies. <laughs> it was cheesy. It was like this creature that lives in the cellar. And, I like it. Um, I'll let you. I'll, I'll have spoil to. It for I'll you. have to look it up. You yeah. can spoil it. It's okay. I Good going, times. You know what? I have a really funny memory. I, I was old enough when Blockbuster was still around, and Were I you? loved going to Blockbuster. I went on the one that was on off of Coleman Road in Austin P. in Raleigh. I won't tease you that you were born in the year 2000. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i a okay. baby. It's okay. I can't help when I was born. Uh, so you rented things from there? I did. I bought VHSs from there. Do you remember, do you know you could rent a, v, a, a VHS player? Yes. A VCR. Yes. And it was like this big blue plastic mm-hmm, thing, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you could rent video games, of course. My favorite thing was I would go and in the summer it'd be like you can rent ten movies for five dollars. Yeah. And so I'd go with my dad and rent all the scary movies he'd let me watch, and I'd get a hot pickle in a bag, and I'd get like some candy. Hot pickle in a bag. Oh, I love. Some hot pickles, man. And don't drop it off late because they didn't play with those late charges. <laughs> Four or five. They charged no, more man. than it cost to rent it. They were like, you owe us $45. You're 20 minutes late. And you were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it literally somebody was waiting to get that one copy. Oh, yeah. The funny story my dad told me, like I said, he grew up in Middle Tennessee. He has two sisters and one of his little sisters. Uh, this is when Critters came Critters. out. Yeah. And she wanted to be spiteful, and it makes it tickles me to this day. Uh, apparently, there was some kid running around, and he was like, "Critters is in, critters is in, mom, can we get it?" And my aunt spitefully rented it, so he couldn't get it. And apparently, he just went, "Ah!" I just like walked out the door. I was like, "I wonder if that kid ever saw critters." Oh my gosh! And Billy Zane when he's like two, you know. Like, sorry, somebody else on the block checked it out. You're gonna have to wait four days <laughs> yeah, to get it. Absolutely. And I've had this discussion before about how things were just slower back then. You had to go rent things, and now it's just everything's just yeah at the tip of your fingers. Now, like when a film came out, you you didn't get it on home home video until like right. eight months or something. Well, that's what's crazy too. Like I remember the Wii came out, and Netflix was new. And if you had a Wii, you had to. Get the Netflix account, right? Yeah. And it, a CD came in the mail that you had to put into your Wii to have the app to choose stuff. Mm-hmm. But you also yeah. had to, not everything was streaming. You had to rent yeah. stuff and it would come in the mail. Yeah, I remember that. And I thought it was great. I thought that was like, oh, man, since Blockbuster's gone, this is cool. You know, I yeah. never did the Redbox thing because I don't trust it. It's a little sketchy yeah, in my it opinion. Is thing, isn't it? it is. They're at all the gas stations. Maybe that's waning too because maybe. maybe fewer people have cd players now i don't know i know people my age who don't know what a cd is they or a finally VHS have and like, stopped um putting them in cars i've noticed like just really really recently like 2018 19 there's no cd players there's no vhs player there's no uh cassette players in cars yeah, mine a, has both do you have what do you drive i just got an avalon about two months really? ago it's my first yeah. car what year is it 
2003. Yeah. So my friend's got like an 04 camera and it's yeah. got the, he, he's a musician yeah. and a tape, uh, all format connoisseur. And I had to point out that this motherfucker had a <laughs> cassette, cassette player. player. And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. And so we popped in some Nirvana and like, oh, you know, man. And Rock on. the differences in those mediums, you know, oh, that, man. Um, you know, tape, CD, vinyl. See, I hate the way CDs sound compared to vinyl. You do? Yeah. That's not for me. I love a cassette, though. I mean, I love it all. I love to, I love the clarity of modern technology, but there's Absolutely. just nothing like that. The real thing? Yeah. Raw, the, uncut. The real. Yeah, the real badooch. Thing, yeah. Would you ever sample your voice for like a sound effect or something? I would love to Would do you that. like to lend a part of yourself yes. in some capacity? Yes, I would love to be a scream queen of some sort. That'd be awesome. That's yeah. something I've never done is done a horror film, and I would love to be. You like, have a love to be in a horror movie. voice so love to just act it. in a horror movie or do some weird things yeah i would love that there's yeah. one that just came out that i'm super interested in um it's called x and they made a movie right after it called pearl that's yeah. connected and there's this guy on youtube and he's got a channel called dead meat and he does the kill count so he goes through all of a yeah, movie and explains i love him he's great and, commentary yeah and x is a it's based in the 70s and it's about these young cats going to like middle of nowhere farm and renting it to film pornography mm-hmm. and um the old people that live on the land happen to be like weirdos or yeah. whatever and that's the whole story but pearl they made right after it is about the old lady when she was young and why she does these things in x and i think it's brilliant and i saw that and i was like man i'd love to be in a horror movie that'd be so cool and not a chintzy one like one trying yeah. You know, one trying to be something deep, psychological, scary, bloody, whatever. But I don't want it. To, I mean, I guess it would be fun to be in like a killer clowns too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> It'd be great. Surprised I didn't make a bunch of sequels to that. Plan the sequel because let's face it, baby. These days, you gotta have a sequel. I. Or they I'm were supposed to. Thankful might be the better term. I'm thankful. Thankful. That don't ruin it. In a world where everything's been remade, you know, eighty billion times, some things have not. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need to touch that one. It's awful and perfect. And I won't bring up way. Scream because I'm assuming you don't. That's trash. I love the first two. Okay. I love the first one. I love, what's his name? Matthew Gillard, who plays Shaggy. Yes. Uh, my Twice. F- my fa- right. My favorite line of the whole is the ending where they're like, they stab each other to make it seem like they got hurt. And he, I guess, got him too good. And he's, like, talking on the phone to the girl. And he's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. And then he's like, hey, man, I think you got me too deep. I'm dying here. Like, mm. I love him. And I love Leif Schreiber in the second one. Yeah. I just love Leif Schreiber, period. But he's wonderful in that. But then the rest are trash. Yeah. I refuse and then to they watch just three. did another one with the there's old. Like 7,000 With the OG cast recently. Yeah. And there's a TV show. It's on MTV. It's garbage. Oh my god! I refused to watch it. I saw the trailer and I was like, "Nope." Mm-mm. What about the Shyamalan films? It depends on which one. Of course. I'm talking Sixth Sense. I mean, of course, that was his magical his thing. Do you yeah. know what scared me the most about that movie was? Aside from the obvious. Yeah. Besides the obvious, the twist is well. I called it the, when I was young and I watched it. Did I was you? like, "Oh man!" I called. It. My mom was like, "Be quiet!" And I was like, "Okay." And we were watching it. Um, what not was not it a shot a scene that gave it away or just a hunch it was because you're so it was i think brilliant a hunch like okay so watching the beginning it's not marky mark it's his brother it's donnie right is that his name oh the scene where he's he shows the, up and he's, he's crying the dude yeah. and i was like that made me uncomfortable i was like that poor man it was out of place wasn't it, it was very and it's the first two minutes of the movie yeah. uh what really messed me up was the girl that is dies because of moonshine by proxy and her mom is putting like windex in her soup mm-hmm. and she's under the bed and she like the, scares the living piss out of this kid and like drags him under the bed and is like, yeah. my mom killed me. And like shows him a VHS tape. He pulls it out and he puts it in the TV at the funeral or like the wake at the yeah. house. And yeah. it shows the mom putting the Windex and the mm-hmm. dad's face of just like, you killed our child. You were keeping her sick. That scared me. Not all the yeah, pop out, not the guys hanging in the hallway yeah. not any of that that i was because like, it cuts deep too was mortified if that happened in real life it would be because it's real yeah it's real that happens every day stuff like that happens every day postpartum's a real thing all those things that people really don't think about that are real like real scary is real scary and you watched that at home i'm assuming mm-hmm. since it came out a year before you were in existence yeah so. before i was a thought 
What's your birthday? What you? February seventh. I'm an Aquarius. Yeah, I was supposed to be born on Valentine's Day. My mom got induced a week early, and the running joke from my father was that he didn't want me to get gypped on presents. So I get two oh weeks gosh. of presents now. I think a Valentine's Day birth would be cooler than people who get married on Valentine's Day. Uh oh. <laughs> but is marriage in the cards? For me, Possibly. I would love to be married. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I would love to be a married. A lot of people today, especially young people, are very uh, have a very strong opinion either way on that. Well, <laughs> and and kids as well. I I love love, which is so like to say, like so cliche, like love's great. But yeah. I real love. I would love to grow old with somebody. Mm. I would love to or spend time with someone, you know, no matter what the limit of time is, and have it and it be good. That's beautiful. You know, like my boyfriend could die tomorrow and I'd be like, but I had three years with him and it's yeah. been the best three years I've had, you know, and I still have so much to live for. But a big thing for me, especially with what, what you were saying, people of my age have a strong opinion on that. They're most of, the, most of them are like, no, that's gross. I'm not yeah. doing that. Kids are awful. It was like, I love the idea of quote unquote, taking care of somebody else. Not like housewife it, but housewife it. But also have a career and have my own things, and him housewife me back a little bit. Like, see, I like that. That's I love a, to cook. I that's love a to, balance. I'll do your laundry, but you need to do that for me sometime too, and rub my feet. You yeah. know, like I'm all about just like equality in the household. True equality, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that, I think that's the way to go. It's, yeah, work hard, you love be each strong, other hard. But you can also be. Well, I mean, like, play I'll, your. We can play our roles. I'll that get we off were work given. here on a Wednesday night. My boyfriend. I'll drive to my boyfriend's house, and he knows I just worked for ten hours, and. Mm -hmm. He'll make me dinner. Take or, him on a ripper. Yeah. <laughs> rub my feet or whatever be sweet. But then I'll try to go wash the dishes if I'm not like exhausted or I'll help him cook. Yeah. And like he's right now as we speak driving back from Indiana. And it's like, and if I get to see him tonight or tomorrow, I'm going to try to like make dinner for him. Be sweet. Go easy on him. Like be like, what do you want to do? But at the same time, you know, I mean, not take any shit. Yeah. Hell no. I, I don't like take it. shit. No. Well, that's great. You're a good woman. I try my best. Not yet woman, not child anymore. That's the weird phase I'm in. Oh, is that how you feel? Especially in the acting stuff. You seem very womanly. I, I guess. I, I've been told I act like I'm 45, so. That's cool. So cool. It's the trauma. No. you said about that. No, I mean, some people just have, um, I know that's a, kind of an overused thing, but a, an old soul. or Absolutely. I think a lot of, um, yes, I do believe trauma does play a role in it, but also <laughs> if you're like a, a singer-songwriter or yeah. anything in the arts, um, you are just a, a deeper kind yeah. of person, if I, that makes sense. I think um, I will put... Not so much surface. Yeah, I think just the way I grew up too, like my both of my parents exposed me to culture and books and movies and yeah. music and things like i loved tom waits when i was in like fourth grade so nobody knew who tom waits was they yeah. they called me like i was a, i got bullied on a lot at school just because of all the things i did you know and the way i looked and other things like that like as most kids do but i'm so thankful for it now because it's like i know who rye cooter is and i guarantee you a lot of people my age don't know who rye cooter is yeah you know what i mean just me little too. things like that just having that in the house yeah. growing up. Records, albums all that, yeah. I think that's so, and I do believe that's a serious piece of the puzzle of, of youth today. Um, Absolutely. Just exposure. Yeah. Exposure to a variety of things. and uh, Yeah. You know, but it's a, it's a different exposure. Where like um, my exposure was pretty healthy and beneficial to me now in my life. Like what I like to listen to, yeah. my perspective on life, like what we were just talking about where kids nowadays, and this is young, young kids to maybe people my age or older, let's say 30. Um, I mean, you have little babies walking around with iPhones, you know, and they can get on anything, get exposed to possibly the wrong thing. Yeah. That's the difference where like, I didn't have a phone. I had a flip phone when I was 13 just to call my mom to pick me up from the theater. You know, like I didn't. Yeah, even that's a general generational thing. I Absolutely. mean, in the future, it could be just completely normal for. But I do think, um, yeah, it's I don't weird. know. Technology and our relationship to it is 
someone asked me a terrifying question the other day that I never thought about. What's after cell phones? Oh, God. A chip so in your head? We can, I don't we know. can leave the, the tech talk yeah, there. Gross. But I'm ready for my uh, vocal lesson if you'd like to help me out. Oh, God. I don't know how to I, do. I explain that earlier. How do do? Do I, just raise it? How do I? A little bit louder? Yeah, just, Further just away. louder. Go Up away. Here? Okay. <laughs> What, okay, here's it's my question. It's tough to be loud and at a, a higher range without sounding like I'm trying to be loud and funny or something. True, true. What? Who were you in West Side Story? Chino. Oh God. And she All was. Right. She was. I, I liked her. Yeah, you lo- you loved her. You liked her. I was you lusted to for her. her. It was a it was a respectful so you had a, you had a lust. Pow, pow. <laughs> did you see the Spielberg? No, I did not. Because West Side Story... See the Spielberg version of it? Is not... Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey. hey. Um, you you did not see the Spielberg. Mm-mm. It was quite brilliant. Was it? Especially knowing the story and knowing the songs. And I, I love I love the original one, but yeah. it just doesn't touch me like it touches other people. I'm not like, oh, West Side Story is the best thing ever made. I'm like, and, <laughs> like what about um, Sunday in the Park with George? Mm-hmm. I'm actually admittedly not a big musical person, but I, I got into that. I just meshed with it. I meshed with it. I mean, I understand. Teach their own. Yeah. Whatever tickles the fancy. Uh, I think it was the great Nightmare Before Christmas. I oh, love that. That got me into the. I guess you could call that a musical. Yeah. Why not? It's a Disney. You don't have to sit back. and I was, I'm was. i the one who needs and I feel the vocal like I feel like lesson. I'm going to just be back here now. Projection at its um, finest. Yeah, that movie was... Did you see Coraline? And again, thank God they didn't make a sequel to that. They don't need to do that. Can you imagine a CGI Jack Skellington? Maybe sick to my uh, stomach a little bit. I I think my sister saw Coraline. Cor- I have a little sister, and I was Aww. watched a lot of stuff growing up. The claymation, stuff, the yes. claymation stuff. Same I'm director. Super into as well. Yeah, most people think Tim Burton directed. Um, Did not. He just. Uh, it was his. His vibe all over it. Mm-hmm. I love Corpse Bride. I love Coraline. I, I believe they're that. finally getting a sequel to Beetlejuice off the ground. Oh, God. Well, listen. If don't it's ruin Tim, it. If it's Tim in the same cast, I don't have a problem. Don't ruin it. The did you see the, uh, the stage? I did. Production? I took my mom to see it up in New York. Yeah. It was um, interesting. Was it okay. It was okay. I feel like they're just making I wasn't make a musical thrilled. I wasn't thrilled about it, but um, there's a couple really good songs that the character Lydia sings that I'm like, I've used in auditions or I have out on YouTube or of me singing, you know, yeah. and it's very good stuff, but they just expounded. It on was chintzy. And- it was chintzy in not a chintzy. good way. Hmm. It was a little like, mm, we're trying really hard. We're pulling. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was it a broad production. I had great seats for it. Absolutely. I had a ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was at the Wintergreen Theater. It was great. It was very, very cool. I paid way too much for my mother and I to go see that. Way too much. Yeah. Way. New York prices. Way too much. It's okay. With a coupon, too. Like a deal. Oh, God. It's like rent. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love me some Sally. Jack, I know how you feel. Talk about trauma. Trauma. Talk about a uh, codependent relationship. Mm, Absolutely. Very um, Joker, Harley Quinn. Yeah. vibe not wow. good but i'll tell you what was traumatic is growing up i had a lot of bookshelves and i i read a lot but i was like wasn't a doll girl didn't like barbies i liked um action figures and stuffed animals and i had really nice like actually kind of semi-expensive now that i look back <laughs> at it that my mom got for cheap for me um figurines of oh. all of the corpse bride people mm. all of the nightmare before christmas people yeah. you know all that weird stuff and i was like there's just pictures of me as a kid i was like i was you i understand why i was bullied <laughs> yeah. like i understand why i mean but but <laughs> that movie spawned so much culture beautiful to the to it's this beautiful. day you know did you see the remake of frankenweenie they did no the original one's so good no. have you seen the short film yeah, that, uh, called that vincent his- Yes, that was his uh, his short films, right? Before he got into yeah, Vincent is one I show to everybody for multiple reasons. I love Vincent Price. I love claymation. I yeah. love Tim Burton, and that is just a miraculous like ten minutes of film. <laughs> right, it's great. I actually like the Sleepy Hollow film. I love Sleepy Hollow. I yeah. love Sleepy Hollow. That was really great. Johnny Depp's have some life ups and downs too, mm, hasn't he? Absolutely, on and off the screen. Why know forever? He's an interesting cat. That's somebody I've always, I would love to meet him just to be like, 
What's going on in your head up there? And he would respond. Oh, so vaguely. It's like David Lynch. I'm I would, here to commandeer this vessel. Yeah, he's like from Kentucky and he has an English accent. Whatever. Get and out he of would here. Say, oh, oh dear, my vessel has applesauce in it. Yeah, I'd be like, the envelope is so full. Uh, I love David Lynch. That's someone yeah. I would really love to sit down and have a cigarette and a cup of coffee with. You know what's weird? I did not hear his voice until much later. David Lynch and his yeah. hand and the it's way like he I speaks. <laughs> he's super deep into <laughs> transcendental meditation. Yeah, he's, he's a real he's one. An interesting cut. He's a real one. That's actually something for Halloween. I'd love to go as is Laura Palmer from mm. Twin Peaks or nice. Cheryl Lynn Floyd. She's Audrey. I would love to do that. Yeah, love me some Twin Peaks. Like on such a deep nerdy level. Stranger Things. You want to know something crazy? So you auditioned. I did, and it was called Montauk back in the day. Yes. Yeah, I auditioned for Nancy. Beautiful. And I think there was somewhat of a callback, and then it just well, didn't pan I'm out. I'm sure they're going to make another season, so this needs to happen. I would love that. I also auditioned for a series of fortunate events on Netflix too for Violet, and nothing mm. went from that. But it was fun. We've all had our close calls as actors and actresses. Oh yeah. Like I. There's been no big drop yet for anybody. I've done things, gotten cast in things, and flown and filmed things, and mm-hmm. then a year later, the scene was cut. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, you just have to take it with... It's the experience. Just, and look to the future. There'll be more opportunities. Grain of salt. Grain of salt. Yeah. Well, thank you, sister. Yeah. Thank you. Here. This has been great. Yeah. It wasn't kind of... awful. It wasn't pulling teeth. I hate talking about this stuff. I try to keep it as, as, as low-key and... I think because I'm not that experienced yet, I, it can be a bit more real with instead of. But we kind of did formulated. spill guts. We talked yeah, about theater well, and life and yeah. technology and scary movies and killer clowns. This is true. David Lynch. Well, thank you for your um, artistic endeavors, and you have a bright future. I hope so. Could you take us out with that wonderful rendition of? Oh God, the Sierra Farrell song called "In Dreams." Yes. Oh God! Maybe the first, uh, maybe the first chorus for it. Back I can. Up I real can uh, all right, you ready? Here we go. I have to think. I'll look in your dreams the way you are in all of mine. Mm, you got a love so fine. I wish that I could make you mine. Won't you sit down? You know I love you, honey, and you look so tired. I know it's hard, we're thrown into this life and one day we must die. 